1: In the cellar where he holds the tiny man a prisoner, the boot makes a discovery which bodes ill for the entire world. Ah, my little man, so that is the answer.
2: Hey,
3: what do you mean, sir?
2: Now I know the meaning of a sentence, Sir Hubert taught you to say to Robert Archer.
3: You, You do?
2: Yes. And now, with your help, I can learn Sir Hubert's great secret. Then... (laughs) <laughs> then I will be master of a whole
1: world. Hello, gang. This is Superman with a very special treat for you a personal transcribed talk from one of America's most popular and most beloved young people, charming Margaret O'Brien. Come in, Margaret.
3: Hello. This is Margaret O'Brien again. Mr. Superman wants me to tell you more about our big March of Dimes radio party. All of you are invited to listen next Saturday, January 24th, on the same station. Your newspaper will tell you what time. The name of our party is the Parade of Pennies. This is the way we can do our part in the March of Dimes. You all know that our parents have been sending money to the March of Dimes to fight infantile paralysis, a crippling disease that usually strikes children of our age. And by the way... See the latest movie, which was uh, all about infantile paralysis. It starts next Saturday at your neighborhood theater. When you see it, you'll know why it is so important that we should do help to fight infantile paralysis.
1: Thank you, Margaret. We'll remember to join you again tomorrow on this same station for the big March of Penny's party. And gang, remember to check your local newspaper tomorrow for the exact time. Whatever you do, don't miss the March of Penny's party tomorrow. And now, the adventures of Superman. Before a famous nuclear physicist named Sir Hubert Clay died, he instructed Freddy, his midget companion, to seek out a former assistant named Robert Archer and repeat a curious sentence to him. This must be done before February 1st, Sir Hubert warned, or else a worldwide disaster would occur. Freddy sought the aid of reporters Jimmy Olsen and Clark Kent, who is Superman. But before Kent could find Robert Archer and bring him together with Freddy, the little midget was abducted by an international conspirator known only as the Boot, an evil man who was after Sir Hubert's secret. While Superman and the police hunt desperately for the Boot and his tiny captive, the two are in a deep cellar of a colonial mansion in a suburb of Metropolis, where the midget, his face cut and bruised, presses back fearfully against the wall as the Boot towers over him exultantly.
2: Yes, I know now how to obtain Sir Hubert's great secret. And you, my little man, will help me.
3: But but how? When all I know is the peculiar equation Sir Hubert taught me to repeat to Robert Archer.
2: I say he told you much more. He told you everything. Oh,
3: no, sir. I'm
2: sure he told you the secret of his great new sun energy weapon. Now you shall tell it to me. And I will be master of the whole world.
3: Oh, I swear to you, sir, I don't know the secret. I know nothing of science and mathematics. My late master tried often to teach me, but he finally gave up. He said my small head was not capable of such deep thinking.
2: However, he found a way to insert the necessary information in your small head so you could relay it to Robert Archer, didn't he?
3: I... I... I don't know what you mean.
2: I will explain. Then you shall tell me what I wish to know. And you and I together will rule the world.
3: You and I rule the Yes,
2: world? the two of us. You, my little man, will be a great king, an emperor. You will have palaces, jewels, armies, anything you desire. How will you like that? Eh?
3: Oh, no, you're you're pulling my leg. Oh,
2: I speak the truth. Everything I said you can have. You need only cooperate with me.
3: I see. And you'd share this jolly setup with me, eh? Yes,
2: I would be your, let us say, your partner, your fellow emperor.
3: That does it then, old boy. I say nothing doing. But
2: why, there is plenty for both of us. The whole world to divide between only the two of us. I
3: know, I know. Now look here, old man. Even if I didn't know that you were up to some rotten trick... Trick? You think I am tricking you? What else would you have me think? After bashing me around something frightful, practically killing me, you know? And the next moment, offering to share the whole blooming world with me.
2: It is because I have taken a great fancy to you.
3: Rut. Rubbish. Why, you... you wring my neck the first moment it pleases you, just as you did my poor master, Sir Hubert, and you know it. No,
2: no, my friend. Don't
3: you call me friend, You, you, you bounder, you beastly murderer do you think even if I believed you for half a tick, I would do anything to help you gain power? You're a foul, horrible man. You miserable, you miserable <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you,
2: you <laughs> idiot. I will teach you to defy the boot. I will learn what I want. You will tell me and then I'll... All right, all right. You outside, stop laughing. Oh,
3: dear. Oh, dear. Oh.
2: I, I am sorry I have hurt you, my little friend.
3: You came jolly close to, to finishing late.
2: Forgive me. I I have a bad temper. I lost my head. Uh,
3: well, if you're really sorry, which I know you're not, let me go. Please let me go. No,
2: but... I cannot do that just yet. You must help me first. But
3: I can't help you. I tell you, I don't know anything about Sir Hubert's secret. Can't you believe that?
2: Listen, I will tell you how you can help me, and if you do as I ask, then I will let you go. That is a promise do I agree?
3: But I... No.
2: I no, want I... only your word that you will cooperate.
3: No, no, I won't. I don't know what you're talking about. But whatever it is, I will not help. I- I'll do nothing for you because you're a terrible man. You murdered my master. You're... Come on, so fool. This
2: time I will finish. <laughs> you. I will... No, no,
3: no. It's I... do that. Be
2: quiet out there. I will do this my no, own way. No,
4: no, listen to me.
2: Silence, I said. Wait. I will come outside. Oh, dear. 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 Why do you shout like a fool, Minter?
4: Because I was afraid you'd kill him.
2: Wait. I will close the door. The stupid, stubborn little idiot. He defies me.
4: I know, but you must win his confidence so he'll be willing to cooperate. Because, as I have already told you, unless one agrees willingly, it is impossible to hypnotize him. I
2: tried to win his confidence. I promised the little mouse everything, but he fears and hates me.
4: Well, in that case, I can do nothing. I will go. Wait, mentor,
2: wait. Did I not tell you, Sir Hubert, hypnotized the midget and told him his secret, which he can reveal only when he is again
4: hypnotized? Yes, yes, but again, I must explain to you that a person can only be hypnotized when he is willing. He must be relaxed, perfectly at ease. Otherwise, it is impossible.
2: Very well. I know of a way to make the tiny, stubborn fool cooperate with us. You do? Yes. I was not chief agent for the German and Company for nothing. I know all the Nazi tricks and many of my own. But,
4: but force, torture, they are the wrong tactics. I tell you, the subject must be willing. I
2: understand, and I promise you, he shall be willing. Come upstairs with me, Minter. Hurry.
1: Green, ice-like eyes glowing. The Boot turns and limps rapidly up the steps from the cellar, followed by the thin, black-clad man he calls Minter. What is the Boot's plan? We'll be back in a moment to find out, so keep listening.
0: Lest we forget, gang, let me remind you again of the importance of your active participation in the March of Dimes campaign. Your dimes, as many of them as you can spare, are needed to continue the fight against infantile paralysis. That dread disease which attacks boys and girls, and in many cases, when it fails to rob them of life, leaves its victims without the ability to run and play like normal children should. Remind members of your family to contribute as generously as possible. Do the same thing yourself, out of your own allowance. Keep in mind that when your dimes join the parade in the March of Dimes, you are protecting yourself. Also, don't forget what Margaret O'Brien told you about the big parade of Penny's Party, which will be heard on this network tomorrow, Saturday. Don't miss it, whatever you do. Check your local newspaper or radio station for the time. We'll be seeing you
1: then. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. High above the sleeping city of Metropolis, like a meteor coursing through the gray skies of early dawn, Superman is engaged in a monumental task. Searching every building, every room, every inch of the great city for the boot and his tiny captive Freddy. All through the night, Superman has hunted, flashing above the giant skyscrapers, circling them. Then swooping low to probe shops, stores, modest bungalows with his X-ray vision. And still he continues his search. Was the first faint rays of the rising sun dimly light the sky. The man of steel pauses in lonely, curious flight, high above a ghostly spire. Well, I've covered half of Metropolis, but no sign of Freddy in the boot yet. This is as tough a job as I ever tackled, but I must find them. Well, still half the city to cover. If they're anywhere in it, I will find them. Away! Flashing away, swooping, darting, climbing like some fabulous great red and blue bird. Superman resumes his relentless search for the boot and the tiny Frederick. Meanwhile, in the cellar room of the suburban colonial mansion, the boot and his companion, the thin black clad man named Minter, stand near a cot on which Freddy lies relaxed in sleep.
2: I will wake him in another moment, Minter. Then you will find him a willing subject.
4: Do you think he'll be cooperative?
2: Perfectly. The medicine I gave him will assure that.
4: Tell me, what is this
2: medicine? That is my own secret. Given to me by the greatest of all Nazi physicians. When someone was so strong he refused to give information, despite all the stormtroopers did to him, this medicine loosened his tongue. It must be some rare drug, eh? Uh-huh tiny fool grows restless. It's time to wake him. Wake up, little friend. Wake up. Wake up. He is awake. Prepare yourself, Minter. In a moment, you will be able to impress your will upon him, and he will tell us Sir Hubert's great
1: secret. Eagerly, the boot and the thin, black-clad hypnotist stare down at the tiny Freddy who yawns, stretches his little arms, and then opens his eyes. Is the boot right? Will Freddy agree to be hypnotized now and then reveal Sir Hubert's great weapon to ensure world peace but which the boot wants for world domination? Is there a chance that Superman will locate the hideout in time? Our story has reached a tense climax, fellows and girls, so be sure you hear Monday's thrilling episode... Tune in Monday, same time, same station for Chapter 9 of Dead Man's Secret on The Adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine. And is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
5: Welcome back. Well, they're doing a good job of uh, building the tension. Uh, the boot is definitely, uh, menacing. And it's probably a much more menacing voice than, uh, most of our, uh, the villains we've heard. And that's, of course, very critical of a radio because the voice is, uh, essentially everything. The ads have been, um, interesting. Uh, public service announcement. I liked how in Bart 7 they were honest that they were preaching but there's ain't a it's important. And uh that sort of thing in terms of perceived preachiness happens with no sponsor there and just public service messages to provide. It, you know, and you know, when you get to the Friday program, the one uh part eight, it kinda of feels like with the March of uh Dimes and with the uh, previous message, it's like Superman's got a daily uh, information and uh, talk program with short commentaries in addition to the adventure program. It would have been interesting if, uh, you know, they just worked it into the episode. Okay, well I finished interviewing Maureen O'Brien, now to continue the search for Freddie. Speaking of Maureen O'Brien, my wife uh, kinda sent me a quizzical look when we were listening to this. Like, who is Maureen O'Brien? Maureen O'Brien was one of the great, uh, child actresses of the, uh, 19... 19- Uh, 40s she actually won they did a special juvenile uh, Oscar award for 1944 which she won she was very well beloved in this child actress uh, role she was about 10 years old when she made that recording and she is actually still alive is just shy of 80 years old. All right, well, this one, is, I think, is actually going very well, and I hope you'll join us back here on Sunday for Part 9. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes, and remember to vote for the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio at the Podcast Awards, podcastawards.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.